Anthem Church, and welcome to another Anthem Podcast. We're very excited to be here with you guys today. Uh, for those of you guys that don't uh, recognize my voice, if you don't already know, my name is Matt Larson. I'm one of the pastor elders here at Anthem, and I love getting the opportunity to have fun conversations in podcast format. It's just kind of a unique thing that we get to do. Uh, it's kind of a thank you COVID. You know, we didn't have any of this gear or even really think much about podcasting, but um, COVID kind of accelerated a lot of that for us. And this has been a fun, a fun format. In fact, so much fun that today we get to uh, spend some time with David Cox. Uh, David's with Zoe International, Zoe Los Angeles, and uh, is actually a new friend to me. I know a lot of the team is Zoe, but we just have been getting to know each other for the last few minutes. And uh, I'm really excited to hear from him personally and uh, for you guys to hear from him. So, David, why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, your family, and what you do at Zoe. Well, first, it's great to be here with you, Matt, and also this Anthem family. And like I was saying to you right before we kicked off here is when you have to know, and Anthem family, you just need to know that your name comes up at Zoe all the time. It just does. And... I, if we really would say something, if you want to know what Jesus looks like, look at Anthem Church. Uh, they live it. Uh, the pastors model it. And it's uh, it really is an inspiration to Zoe, uh, the way you guys live your lives. So I just have to first give a shout out to you because that's real. And your names are always floating around our office. But yeah, my name is Dave Cox. It's a privilege to be with you. Uh, I actually, I was a pastor uh, for many years, ended up going to Thailand and uh you know, there's a call that, uh, you know, I also have a background in law enforcement. So it was kind of a twofold of things. So, yeah. um, anyway, God called me here to Zoe. I serve as the chief operating officer and, uh, you know, have the privilege of working with an amazing, remarkable team. And we really see ourselves as just another department in the kingdom of God trying to, you know, there's, there's big issues within our cities and our communities yeah. and throughout church history, uh, the church has always risen up, whether it's to figure out, you know, there's a healthcare need. They, a lot of believers came behind and started hospitals or started education or schools. And today, uh, human trafficking is a big issue. And if we could say, how could we help? How can we serve and what's missing? Then that's where we step in in some way. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, so chief operating officer, are you involved in more locations than one? Or are you primary in Los Angeles? What's your kind of role with that? Yeah, so I, uh, I work. We, so our headquarters office is here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So we have teams that work directly out of LA. We also have an East Coast office. Okay. But um, I just happen to work out of this office. Uh, I also serve as the interim U.S. director. Wow. Um, but I also work with the other four nations that we are okay. actively working in: Thailand, Mexico, Japan, and uh, who am I missing? Australia. Uh, Mexico, Australia. Yeah. I don't know which one I said twice. But yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And as you, um, uh, well, before I get into some questions, uh, your family, where are you, you guys are LA based? Oh, we're local. Okay. Yeah. Grew up and raised here in LA. So, awesome. uh, that's what we've done. I'm, I've got a beautiful wife, 12 year old son. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're in this whole journey. Uh, with me as well too. That's great. Yeah. The adventure of a 12 year old boy. My sons are, are 18, 16 and 14 and uh, um, have loved, loved watching them grow up. And it's just the most yeah. fun. It's the most fun. So I'm very excited for you. Um, all right. Well, let me ask you a few questions uh, for you. When you were beginning to get involved with Zoe, what, um, what compelled you? What was the thing that really grabbed your heart? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I, um, 
I think what, what grabbed my heart is I, I think Zoe has a twofold mission. You know, there's reach and rescue reach really talks about the evangel evangelistic edge of Zoe, that the gospel is meant to be known and heard around the world. And Zoe has a passion to reach the unreached and Thailand, 1% saved Japan, 1% saved. And I cut my teeth doing evangelistic work. When I started in ministry, it's been a deep part of my DNA. The nations have been part of that. And so I've loved that aspect. I also, you know, for me, the idea of seeing children uh, in human trafficking and, and all the brutality that can go on with a child. Yeah. And, uh, but also seeing that true restoration happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've just seen Jesus can do things that nobody else can do. That's his department. Yeah. So if we can introduce him, people to him, whether they love Jesus or not, we can love, we'll love people just the same. That's not a requirement for Zoe to love a, sure. a child, but it motivates me. And uh, I think when I was in Thailand, seeing the results were radical. It was powerful. And, uh, you know, part of it is there's a call that that came out. But I, you know, I, you know, serving as a pastor for many years, uh, in some ways I, I do a lot of work that's similar to that. Other ways, this is an organization that uh, that uh, reaches in different avenues and aspects. And I've worked in the city of L.A. for many years, too, um, law enforcement work. So. Part of it, I, I, I had a, a unique position where I could come in. I, I, it's like on a practical level, could you help? Of course I could help. And so behind the scenes, I, I talked to my church and with the elders, just talked for about a year. We didn't tell any staff or anything. Yeah. But uh, I'm still part of that church and it's been going great. But I think uh, part of it is uh, we, we all report to uh, we report to a the Lord at yeah. the end of the day, he's our general, right? Yeah. He can give a marching order. And if, if he says move, we'll say, when do you want us to move? And so, uh, so we, uh, we took that step and, um, but what's great is I still just church relationships are so key with what we do. And I think what we have found within the city, they're always saying, how do you find so, so many amazing people? They just don't realize how many churches are out there that are postured to want to help get involved and there's amazing people that will be a part of a solution that cities are asking for. And this is no exception. Yeah. Child trafficking. So. So when you, when you look at, um, Australia, Japan, Mexico, and the U S uh, and Thailand. So you see these now five yeah. nations that you guys are, are participating in. Um, I, uh, it's brutal work that you guys are involved in. So I don't want to use the term like excited, but as you see what's taking shape, what gives you hope? What gives you vision? What, what like enlarges your, um, your picture of God as you look at the work that Zoe's doing. And, and so that's not, uh, to me, it doesn't like, you can talk of Zoe to the nth degree. I'm not worried about that. Cause honestly, you guys are cutting edge of how the gospel meets human trafficking. So I just, I want to hear from you. What gives you uh, a, a bigger hope for the future because of the positioning that Zoe's in and the work that Zoe's doing? great question. I'd say it's results. Okay. It's life change. It's, you know, uh, it, it's hard if you're always looking at something dark and you don't see any result. Yeah. But we're seeing too many results to not have hope. And whether it's in Thailand and we look at the kids and we've got a lot of kids that we work with there. And my, my perception, I've worked with a lot of people who've been through a lot of trauma over the years. I just had a different perception of what I would walk into 
in Thailand, when you see kids on that campus, it was the most joyful and you've been there. Yeah. So it's joyful, alive, and not that there's pain and healing that goes on. It does, but there's a, there's radical transformation that's taking place. We see it here in LA too. Wow. You know, our teams in Los Angeles, uh, we have an advocacy program. So uh, us and another organization, if uh, they identify a kid who's been trafficked, we'll be on scene within 90 minutes or uh, maybe the kid's been in the system, it's been identified and we'll jump in and we have advocates that wrap around them. And, you know, uh, we recently were talking to uh, DCFS locally and the Department of Children and Family Services and they were just saying, you, do you realize you're knocking it out of the park? We're seeing results. And they're so excited that they're seeing life change. A lot of these kids won't stay around. Yeah. They'll, they're they're kind of, they get triggered really quickly. They'll run. Um, but to experience someone who's loving them, walking with them, uh, if you have a minute, I'll tell you a story. Yeah, just please do. About, you know, the, one of the, the power of what we see, there was a 12-year-old child that we were working with this girl she's a victim of human trafficking and and her family was literally moving shelter to shelter to shelter in LA because uh to try and escape traffickers um and so sometimes these families get threatened and it's it's terrifying so the whole family gets traumatized through this well we were help able to help this child um connect to a local and this whole family really connect to a church partner Mm -hmm. we're working with a kid but can someone come around that family? Well, and a church came around that family. They're bringing them food, got them a bed. They needed a bed. They um, came around that family for emotional support around the other kids. Well, then this kid went missing, this 12-year-old we were working with. And so that family stood with that, uh, the church stood with that family, praying for him. One month, two months, this kid is still missing, three months. And that church is surrounding that family. Well, the kid is found under a bridge. I can't go into the details. Sure because it puts that child at risk and, you know, yeah. but I can just say that child was, uh, went through so much abuse and trauma and came back to a family. And this, this kid didn't realize it's like, how, who are all these people in our lives? Wow. It radically turned this kid's life upside down. And, uh, so the church is still around them. That family's getting changed, but I, we, but you know what that's a picture of? that's a picture of what the church is. And if, if Zoe can be a part of that and be a part of that, if the city, the city of LA is actually postured, they're trying to help these kids. But you know, the challenge with this kid, there was no abuse in that family. So DCFS couldn't offer any services. They had to pull out. So Zoe's like, well, there's a gap. We aren't going to pull out. We'll stay with them. We got a church to be involved so they can be with them. Even if the city can't do anything, we'll find people who can do something. And it's a model for what can happen. And it turns a family around, a kid around, turns a family around. And I think if we can keep doing that family by family, there's churches all over our city that would do that. And that's, that's what we get excited about. That's life change. That's what the gospel looks like. Uh, That's what Jesus did. Right. Yeah. So that's why we're not discouraged. We see results. Mm. So actually that was going to be kind of my next question is how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been with Zoe for three years okay. and I started working with them, taking some teams to Thailand uh, for about, what, nine months before that. Okay. So three to four years in constant exposure to the worst that our world has to offer. Yeah. Um, yet you find yourself full of, honestly, just to hear you talk, full of 
the power of the gospel, the hope of Jesus, the restoration of people that you're, you're seeing those kinds of things. Um, as you and the team kind of sort out each other, you know, I, I imagine there's quite a bit of uh, cross talk and encouragement and need for prayer and those types of things. But how do you, how do you guys stay focused on Jesus? How do you stay focused on the task? How do you keep each other encouraged and built up and ready for the next kid like that? That's going to walk in your doors or obviously that's not how it works that they walk in your doors, but come into your sphere. Um, how do you prepare for that? And how do you, yeah, talk about that for just a minute. Cause I yeah. think people listening, honestly, they get so overwhelmed at the bigness yep. of the problem that they almost can't even engage it. So, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They even hear, even hearing uh, rough stories. It's like vicarious trauma. You end up carrying that or yeah. secondary trauma. You carry all that stuff. And, and, and part of it too is I think with anybody, I think it's in the work that we do. It's the work that, you know, as pastor you do, but really every believer does this, that uh, there are things that we're intended to carry and own ourselves. And there's things that are outside our department. Mm -hmm. So uh, because we're motivated, motivated by love, sometimes we want to carry on more than we should carry. Yeah. Listen, we'll do what we can do. And part of it, you have to surrender to God what is only God can do. Yeah. And anytime we go off kilter of that, uh, we're going to burn out quickly mm -hmm. because we're not intended to carry the world. We can't carry the whole world. I can't carry the whole problem of human trafficking. I can't even carry the issues of one child. I can't, you know, they're going to make choices of their own. Uh, there's factors outside of our control. Um, but that's why we need to be postured and centered on for, I can say for myself as a person of Jesus, yeah. I, he is a living water, which means he never runs dry. So there's gotta be a place where we're connected personally. Um, and you know, there's just replenishing relationships around you. And so, and, and with the work too, it's not like we're going to do the work for God. We go with God. Yeah. So it's not like, uh, I have to carry the burden, figure out the right answer. There's, you know, he goes with us. He, you know, he'll give you the words to say in the moment or when to speak up or just be quiet or when to pull back. Uh, and whether it's, uh, and I'm not doing all of the direct care with the kids. I'm working with the staff who's doing it or, you know, strategically working to expand it or working with our church partners. I work closely with our law enforcement partners okay. and we think strategies, how do we do it? But, you know, anybody can burn out. Uh, you can burn out with just having a kid at home, just yeah. a single parent. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but again, there's, it, it's knowing what I'm supposed to carry, what I'm not supposed to carry. I think for all of us, we have to learn it and we pray for each other as a staff. Um, every week wow. uh, we have up, we cover each other, we pray for each other. Um, and, and that's, that's a key to what we do. We, our kids do it in Thailand, an uh, hour a week. If you were in Thailand, you're probably there for an hour. They just, everybody, you know, no agenda. You don't have to pray, just sit in a room, but people are seeking God going for it. But we pray for each other around the world, like our teams around the world and we cover each other too. Uh, uh, Ephesians one seventeen, Paul prays for the Ephesian church that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. And I just, I want to encourage you. I see that spirit of wisdom on you, like just the ability to discern what you can and can't carry what, what belongs to God and, and how you are here to walk with him into dark places. It's a, not everybody thinks like that. And there's a, there's a discipleship element. And I say that even just for whatever portion of our church is listening to this, like, like that's something to glean from what David's saying. That's, that's something to pick up and just say, yeah, I, uh, 
if I'm going to be discipled in the way of Jesus, I, I actually need to understand that very principle that, um, that I can contribute because I'm with God. I have his presence. I have what he has, and I can carry that into these places and I can present the presence of God to a broken world, but you can't control outcomes and you can't uh, take on the world's brokenness because it, we're just not built for that. So man, thank you for, for sharing that. That was actually a huge, a huge blessing just to hear you uh, describe that. And I was really encouraged by that. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I do yeah, want to start bringing it to a close. Let me, um, let me ask you this, uh, LA specifically, we've been in proximity. We've gotten to partner with you guys in a few different things financially. Uh, I know recently we had a couple of, uh, people from the church almost do like a, uh, not a yard sale. They were like a reverse yard sale, basically getting as many goods and, and things that they could get to stock the shelves at, at Zoe LA. Um, it has the house opened. Are there, are there, um, girls in there yet are still waiting? Uh, yeah. So it's all in the hands of the state. Everything's done on our okay. side. So okay. we re- literally were expecting it any day. So okay. uh, if you ask me in a week, it okay. may be a very different story. In fact, our whole team is out there today. Wonderful. Uh, they're with, um, uh, the state today doing another, they're doing a tour of the home. And oh, so things are happening. It's moving. We really expect it any day now, yeah. which means we'll be receiving kids. Okay. Wonderful. So, um, is there anything, and it's okay if the answer is not at this moment, but is there anything that we as a church can do beyond um, our financial support, which we love to give and will continue to bring? Um, but is there anything that we can do as it relates to partnering with Zoe and the work that you're doing here locally in Los Angeles? Well, we always do say this, you know, um, if the work we do is uh, there's things we can do practically, but we ask uh people who love God, seek God, if they would, if they would throw a prayer cover up for our staff mm-hmm. and for the kids, uh, as they walk into this, it's for our team too, you know, that we've, we've spent months getting our team ready and yeah. prepared for them. But as they begin to open this campus and do this work, um, all the kids are brand new. It's a whole new environment. Just cover them, pray for them. And we pray that, uh, that there just be such a sweet spirit on that whole campus. We want, we want that campus to uh, just have a flavor of heaven. Honestly, if we could just say, if that's what people would experience when they come on that campus, where it's peaceful, uh, it is right, that even conflict within uh, the kids that would even be there, because all those are new relationships coming together. So we need that. We just want the Lord to cover that and our, the other 70 kids that we're working with just through our advocacy program here. Yeah. So say cover us, pray for us and stand with us. And of course, financially, whether it's, we have Amazon wish lists, gift card drives, we do, you know, you guys know us. Yeah. Uh, but I think honestly, if you could even just cover that. Wonderful. Stand with us uh, spiritually, that would be a big, a big blessing to us. We'll do that. Absolutely. Oh, David, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to just pray for you now. And uh, knowing that the state is there or has been through there today, whatever the situation is, I'd love to just pray over that as well. So, Father, we just thank you for, uh, for David and the team. Uh, we know it's a big team full of many faithful people, um, but we also we appreciate David and his person and, and the work that you're doing with him, in him, through him. Uh, what a joy it is to hear from a brother in Christ that is so passionately consumed by you that it's manifested in a life of um, meeting people in their darkest hour. 
And Lord, I pray that you would bless him and his ministry, that uh, the work that he does with law enforcement, with churches, with uh, operations around the world uh, here in the U.S., I, I pray, Lord, that you would um, multiply his capacity, his gifting, his uh, abilities, his network, his relationships, uh, his finances, that he could continue to carry this work on in a powerful way. And so we pray over him and we just ask that you would bless uh, Zoe as an organization, but we know that they are people who deeply love you. We pray that you would bless each person, uh, each child, uh, each family that, uh, that interacts with Zoe, Lord, that they would, as he just shared, taste heaven, that they would taste and see that you are good. So we ask, Lord, that you would use them in a powerful way and that we would continue to see those results, those fruitful, joyful, powerful results in the lives of, uh, of kids around the world that are being rescued and restored into uh, both health as a human being and many of them into right relationship with you. And we do, we, ask, we thank you for both of those results and we ask that all of them would know you and the power of the resurrection. But we, Lord, we also just, we thank you that, that so many of them, just their physical human lives are changed even by that touch. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue that. We love you. We praise you in your name. Amen. Amen. David, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Matt, thank you. It's an honor to connect with you. And we love Anthem Church. So Zoe sends a big hug to everybody out there. Awesome. Awesome. All right, brother. Well, uh, Anthem Church, that is it for now. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen and hope this has been a huge encouragement to you. Please don't hesitate uh, to check out Zoe. You can go to gozoe.org, G-O-Z-O-E.org, and find out all kinds of amazing things about the work happening around the world as you heard now, five nations, including the U.S., just incredibly faithful and diligent work in the efforts against human trafficking. So uh, be praying for them. And uh, thank you so much. We'll see you guys soon.